Welcome to the BC Podcast, featuring a weekly message from Believer's Church in Warren, Ohio. For more information, visit www.believers.cc. Let me tell you a story. Years ago, a woman was brought to me, and she was from out of state, not part of our church, but someone in the church knew her and brought her to me. And uh, her and her husband owned a regional business, and um, it had, it had, they had national clients, uh, so they had several national clients that they made product for, and they had five kids. And three of the kids decided they weren't happy with their position in the company, they wanted more money, and they left, which, you know, they had college degrees, they could have made it wherever they went, but um, they also stole one of the top clients, and they also took their parents to court, and it became really ugly in their hometown, and the mom is just falling apart, she doesn't know what to do, and she knew someone here, so she came to talk to me, and I did my best to help her, because it even became worse, Uh, some of the kids of their kids, which would be their grandkids, they would drive by their grandparents' house and beep the horn and give them the finger. And I don't know if it gets any worse than doing that to your grandparents. And this mother is talking with me, and her heart is absolutely broken. And so I was able to help her get into a position where she could handle the pain and she could walk in God's love and grace. And, And thankfully, several years later, there was reconciliation. We're so glad whenever there's reconciliation. And I, I just didn't understand what kind of pain she must have felt. And they were really good parents, parents you would never think deserve something like that. And today what I'm going to teach, if, if those kids knew what I'm going to teach today, if they understood it, that event would have never happened because today we're going to look at the fifth commandment. And I'd like you to take a look at what it says. It says, honor your father and mother, then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. And this commandment is actually mentioned again by the Apostle Paul, who wrote nearly three quarters of the New Testament. He he mentions it in the Bible, and we're going to read it before we close today at the end of this lesson. And like I said last week, these commandments are eternal. They're, They're for every covenant. We may look at them from a different set of glasses, Did you notice how he said, uh, you'll live a long, full life in the land you're going to inherit? Well, we're not going to uh, inherit the Canaan land, the the promised land. That was for Israel, but the promise still stands for us, and that's very important for us to understand. So as we look at this commandment, uh, I want to help you understand where I'd like to take you today with this, and what I need you to do first is... I need everyone to bow their heads and close your eyes. I I want you to participate in this. And as your heads bowed, your eyes are closed, I'd like for you, uh, in your your mind's eye, I'd like for you to imagine your mother, and to see your mother in your mind's eye, and I want you to hear these words, honor your mother. And if they've already gone over to eternity, honor your mother's memory honor your mother. Now in your mind's eye, I want you to see your father, and I want you to hear these words, honor your father, honor your father's memory. I have one more for you. 
In your mind's eye, I want you to see your children. And I want you to ask yourself this question. Listen to these words. Do my children honor me? Do my children honor me? Everybody can look up. Now, there were different emotions that flowed. Some were very happy. Some were not so happy. Many were in between. Uh, the mi minority of you had some really difficult emotions that came up. And today, as we walk through this lesson, the first thing I want to do is ask you to trust me. I want to ask you to trust me. When our children were young, our daughters were like toddler age, uh, we took our first ever beach vacation. And we go out to the beach the first day, and we discovered that our two daughters were afraid of the sand. And as soon as their foot hit the sand for the first time, they, they both began to scream. So Gina and I had to carry them, and we set up a beach towel near the water, and we placed them on the beach towel. And, and the entire first day at the beach, they did not leave that towel, and it kind of cramped our vacation. And um, the boys were running in the water and having a great time, but the girls didn't leave that towel. And uh, so the next day, I thought, they'll, they'll be able to handle it today. And, and they screamed, and I had to carry them. I set them on the towel. So I thought, I'm going to help them not be afraid of sand. So I did what I would typically do. I just became really silly. And I'm pouring sand on my head. And then I'm asking them, hey, is this hurting, Pop? Is Dad OK? Oh, yeah, you're OK, Dad. And they're laughing. I'm rolling in the sand all kind of different ways and getting up and saying, is Dad OK? Dad's OK. Didn't hurt me, did it? No, didn't hurt you, Dad. So then I said, I want you to do me, girls, do me a favor. Take my hand. And I just want you to take one step on the sand, stand there, and then go back. And they both did it, Michelle and Deanna, and they didn't scream. And I said, now, would you take my hand again? Trust me, trust me. Let's take two steps. And they took two. And before long, I had them walk all the way down to the water, and they played in the water. They were no longer afraid of the sand. And when you teach a message like this, there's some people, it's like, man, I don't know if I, I, I even want to listen. You want to shut it off. You want to shut it down. I want to encourage you, take my hand, walk with me through this lesson because God really, really wants to help you walk through this and come to a place of peace with your parents. And I believe that's really, really important. Uh, did you also notice, I mentioned it briefly, but the Bible says there's actually a promise connected to this commandment. That's pretty cool. A, a long, full life. And God's saying to you and I, that if you honor your parents, I will literally bring protection upon your life. And it's a promise that God gives. So what it does is, number one, God placed this in the Big Ten, his Big Ten. That's amazing. That, that means us honoring our parents is a really, really important thing. And, and then God also connected a promise to it, which means it's really, really important to God. And yet all of us, uh, we realize that, you know, sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes we grew up in situations where our parents weren't perfect, and I stand before you as an imperfect parent, and Gina and I experimented on all our children, and uh, we got better each one, and uh, with Joe, we made the most mistakes, and then with Dave, we didn't make the mistakes we did with Joe, but we made new ones, and then with Michelle, we made uh, no mistakes we made with Dave and Joe, but we made new ones with her, and it did the same with Deanna, and just come to find out, you know, we all bring baggage into every relationship, and we bring baggage into our marriage, into our friendships. Um, 
whatever we gathered going through life, we bring baggage into parenthood, and we're not perfect parents. But we, you know what? What I've found is most parents, they give it 100%. And that's why I want you to notice this, guys. It, it says, honor your father and mother, period. There's no exceptions. There's no unless, <laughs> except if. It just says honor them. And, you know, when you look at that, it's difficult to think that that's possible. And I do realize this weekend as I go through each service that there's going to be a couple people here this weekend that maybe you were physically abused, maybe you were even sexually abused. And if you have not yet dealt with that, may, might I encourage you to deal with it? Find a good Christian psychologist. They'll help you walk through it. If you haven't come to a place of forgiveness yet, I want to see you come to that place of forgiveness in your life. If, if, if you know who Joyce Myers is, very famous TV preacher, very good TV preacher, and uh, her father sexually abused her when she was a baby, when she was young. And do you know she was able, through God's help, to literally forgive her father and actually lead her father to Christ and restore that relationship? And only God can help us do it, and I share things like that because if you're here and that's happened to you, that didn't happen to me, so I don't understand all that you've gone through. But to listen to someone like her that has experienced it, that can really, really, really help you walk through it. And the idea here isn't, you know, be happy with everything that your parents did. It's not, you know, uh, say bravo for everything they did. It's, it's honor, honor them. And, and that's what God's asking of us. So I want you to walk out today understanding this. We honor parenthood not performance. Parenthood is the office or the position they stand in, and God's saying, I want you to honor parenthood. And, and he says that's very, very important. Performance, I think we all mess up on that, myself included. Uh, we do our best. I noticed my parents did much better than their parents, and we tried to do better. We tried to learn from our experiences. My kids have learned from you know, me as a parent, and they're, they're probably doing some things differently and better than I did. And I think that's just the way it goes. We all try to improve. The heart of God is that we honor that position. And I'll never forget sitting with someone, counseling, and they said to me, they said, I don't even like my parents. I dislike them. And uh, they, they said, I, I just don't even want to be near them. And when I'm near them, it bothers me, and I, I think of all these things, and 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 I've said this to them, I've said it to many people, you know what, God's asking you to honor them because they're your parents. And it may take you a while to get through it. He's not telling you you have to, you know, be happy and love them with every emotion you have. He's saying honor them. And there's a difference. And, and, and I'm going to do my best today to help us walk through that difference. So take a look uh, at what it means to honor and it just simply means this. Um, honor means to prize, placing a very high value on, to respect because of position. And I think about my parents. Growing up, I watched them honor their parents, and they were really good at it. And I learned a lot just watching them. They modeled it for me. And I'll never forget my mom. She used to, uh, my, my mom's mom and and, and my dad's mom didn't want to go shopping at the same time. So my mom has seven boys she's raising. She's taking care of us. 
she's ironing all our cotton, you know, dress shirts for, for school and everything else and, and cleaning up after seven boys. But one day a week, she would take her mom grocery shopping, and her mom always wanted to go to McDonald's. She always wanted a McDonald's fry after she shopped, and so my mom would sit and take all that time. And then another day of the week, she would take my dad's mom, my nana, she would take her shopping. Then nana always wanted to come back to her house and cook a big meal for my mom, and she just enjoyed doing that. And I just watched my mom honor her parents, my dad's parents, just by doing things like that. Now, I know our culture's changed with what I'm about to say, but I also remember every Sunday we would go visit my grandparents or we would have them over, and that was every Sunday of my childhood. And today I can tell you I'm not able to do that with my parents. I, you know, I get visits in, but my lifestyle's not able to do that. Your lifestyle probably isn't with all the things that are going on in our life. But it's, it's an attitude of honor, and that's what we want to talk about today. So I want to deal with this first. I want to talk about four ways we can honor dishonorable parents. Parents that did some things maybe, not necessarily terrible things, but how we can honor dishonorable parents. For all of us that had parents like I did, I would say they were great parents, um, did a great job. Um, every one of these principles we can also honor our parents with. We can honor all parents with them. But let's talk a little bit about honoring dishonorable parents. And number one, we want to give grace, and giving grace is bringing our expectations down maybe a little bit. Uh, some of us don't have expectations. Others have personalities where you have very high expectations, and I want to encourage you to bring your expectations down, and as I said earlier, uh, all of us come into relationships with baggage, and um, you know, I, I was able to look at my parents, and again, they were great parents, but I could see they improved on their parents, and they did as well as they knew how to do. And I look at myself and I think, I did the best I knew how to do. And again, we were practicing. We read a lot of books, but you don't just learn it just through a book. And we were practicing. We were doing our best. And I think it's good to give grace. And, you know, some of you that had some bad experiences, understand your parents were probably chained in some kind of bondage, some kind of problem, some kind of event that happened in their lives and they were struggling just to keep their head above water, and I think it helps to see that, and just kind of, you give grace. And then secondly, give forgiveness, and we need to do that, that with every person on the earth, don't we? we? We need to forgive people. It's not always easy. Sometimes it takes longer. Sometimes we need a third party to help us walk through the place to, to give forgiveness, but forgiveness is important for many reasons, and one of the things I've learned in life and I've watched in other people is what we fixate on, we become. And uh, if you focus on something and you focus on it, you'll be drawn into it and you'll become that particular thing. And I remember uh, giving my children, uh, I taught all my children how to drive. And uh, I remember helping them get ready for their driving test. And uh, Ohio has the, the one test where you have the cones and you have, to, you have to drive like this and go this way and come up. And you go like this and there's cones here and here and you gotta go around them. And every one of my kids would hit this cone at, at the beginning. They keep hitting the cone. So I would say to them, don't focus on this cone. Focus on where you're going. Look up, see where you're going, and aim for where you're going. And once I could get them to see that and do it, they, they stopped hitting this cone, and they were able to get in. And it was just a matter of them 
learning where to focus. Those of us that have driven, it's really easy. We know, we know where to focus and we're not staring at this. We're focusing up here and we're going right in. And what I notice is if you focus on how you were wronged by your parents or anybody else, you'll begin to do that very thing. You'll become that. And I think that happens in all of our lives. We just simply become some things because we focus on it. We don't get over it. I remember one of the things I, I thought my dad could improve on was when all seven of us were in a, the station wagon and he'd be driving and we'd be getting bad. We, you know, we'd be fighting with each other and arguing and hitting each other in the back seat. Sometimes my dad just took his hand and brought it around and slapped us while he was driving and said, stop that, bam! And I used to think, that's so mean. But then when I had just four kids, there was a time where I found my hand going like this, bam, I wanted to hit him so hard. And, 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 and I realized, I realized, my dad did a really good job with seven kids. And, and it's amazing if you can just realize that you know, and I think once you have kids, you realize my parents did a lot better than I thought they did. And here's number three, give honor. And in the military, they, they have this saying, and I love this saying in the military, and it's just simply salute the uniform. And you'll talk to some military guys, they'll tell you, um, the officer that's over me, he's a jerk, I can't stand him. But you know what, when he's in his uniform, I salute him. Why? He outranks me. And honoring our parents is something we do because we salute the uniform, not necessarily that they're perfect. And that's really, really important for us to understand. I had another couple come to me many years ago, and they said, Pastor Joe, we're not going to let our kids go over to my parents' house. And uh, I, I said, why? And uh, you know, I'm thinking maybe they were sexually abused by their parents or something. I said, was there sexual abuse? Physical? Oh, no, no. Why wouldn't you take your kids to see their grandparents? That just, and I wasn't even a grandparent yet. I thought, that's just crazy. And, uh, and, and they said, well, uh, Grandpa cusses. He says cuss words, and he drinks too much, and he smokes, and we don't want our kids to see any of that. And I said, they're going to see it anyway somewhere else. I mean, they're going to see it. And I said, I think this is overkill. And I said, might I suggest that you use that as a teaching moment? And I said, bring your kids. Grandparents need to see their grandkids. I said, bring your kids. And I said, maybe if you have to, on the way home, say, isn't Grandpa awesome? Isn't he great? You know, there's a couple words Grandpa says that you want to make sure you don't say, or whatever it has to be. But honor the parents. And, and, and you know what? They listen to me. And they thanked me months later. They said, thank you, man. We just weren't thinking straight. We're so glad we did that. Now, when my kids were young, uh, Gina's dad, we call him Grandpa Vito, he uh, lives in Chicago uh, with, with his wife, Grandma Rowe, and uh, he was an incredibly awesome grandpa. But, and I tried to get the kids there every year because you know, we'd drive them there one, one time of the year or another. I wanted them to see their grandparents. And uh, Grandpa Vito would teach our kids songs that had some words in them that we didn't want our kids saying. They weren't swear words, so, you know, in his defense, but they were words we really didn't want our kids to say. And Grandpa would start singing the songs, and I would just let him do his thing. And, and uh, then usually on the drive home, I'd say to my kids, now, you realize uh, Grandpa says this word, uh, 
you don't want to say that word. That word will get you in trouble if you say that word. And my kids would say, okay, Dad, okay, Dad. And I just, you know, I let them know your grandpa's awesome, wonderful, but that's a word you don't want to say as a kid, you know. And they say, okay, thank you, Dad. Now the tables have turned. Now I have grandchildren, and uh, Joey's five, and Riley is three, and now I love to see my grandkids laugh that belly laugh, you know, when they just laugh, and it's that belly laugh. It's so fun. And so sometimes I, I, I say some words that I shouldn't to make them laugh, and I'll say toot, and they just laugh like crazy. Sometimes I go really and step over, and I say fart, and uh, they go crazy. And so now Joe and Aaron are have to say, you know, Poppy's a great Poppy, and I know he's a pastor, but don't say these words. You'll get into trouble with these words. And grandparents, like I said, none of us are perfect, but the idea is to give honor. And then fourth and final, uh, give thanks. And I don't think we can ever give enough thanks to people, especially our parents. And uh, again, when I had kids, I realized how crazy and hard it was for my parents to raise us. And I think about the kind, I was a terrible kid and uh, totally disobedient as much as possible. And I think about how good they were. They were great parents and what I put them through. And the fact that they're alive and sane today, yeah. And I guess, guys, I thank them all the time. Thank you, thank you, thank you for raising me. You should have killed me. You should have threw me out. You should have did something, but I should have never made it to adulthood. And I just thank you for that. And uh, let's talk about honoring honorable parents. And number one, do the same that you would above, the four things we just looked at. Number two, help them where they need help. And that kind of depends on their age. And I walk, watch the people here at Believers do that over and over. Guys, I'm so proud of you. I watch you honor your parents. Thank you for doing that. And number three, visit and call them. And uh, this is an area where I struggle. And uh, another story, guys. When I went to Bible school, um, I didn't call home the entire time I was in Bible school. And what makes it really worse is my brother Tony called home once a month, and uh, I never even jumped on his phone call. And I never had anything against my mom and dad. I loved them. I was just the fourth out of seven boys, and I got so used to being independent and entertaining myself that it never crossed my mind to give a call home. And so years later, uh, once I was pastoring this church and I had some kids, I apologized to my mom. I said, that had to be hard on you. Forgive me for never calling home. I just wasn't thinking about it. And now as an adult, I struggle making visits and phone calls to my parents only because I'm so busy. So years ago, I said to Gina, you gotta help me with this. This is not good. And uh, so she began to schedule times for me to go to my parents' house. And it's just on my calendar so that I just do it because I don't think about it. And there's nothing there. I have have no animosity whatsoever. I just get so busy, so caught up, and, and I am kind of a, uh, an inward loner kind of guy at times, and so um, she just makes, she sets all that up, and I make sure I honor them, and there's probably hundreds of ways that we can honor our parents, and sometimes it's kind of like, what do, they, what do they want? Now, I want to shift gears, and I want to talk about honoring your parents when you're still at the house, when you're young, and I want to read the scripture that I told you I would read and this is Ephesians chapter 6, and it says, verse 1, Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with promise. It's the first commandment given concerning parents. 
If you honor your father and mother, take a look at the blessing, things will go well with you and you will have a long life on the earth. And I remember our kids being taught that in children's church when they were young. That's a wonderful thing about our children's ministry. They're being taught to honor and to obey their parents. Now, I, I think the number one way to honor your parents when you're still living at home, when you're, you know, when you're young, is to obey them. That's the number one way. And you know what? I was a kid. I just told you. I say this to help kids and help parents and help everybody. I try to give parents hope. I was a stinker for a kid. And, and, uh, and, 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 and God, God changed me. He, he grew me and matured me. And, um, and, and I just want to say to parents, your kids will grow. And I want to say to all the young people here, man, I love you. I care about you. And I know sometimes it's hard to follow rules and it's hard to want to do things. You wanna, you're trying to be your own person. But part of honoring our parents when we're young is to obey them. And do you know that even Jesus did that? That, that amazes me that he did. And there was a time when Jesus was 12, and his parents had to go from Nazareth to Jerusalem. The government required them to go. And so here they are in Jerusalem. They did all their business, and they left. They're with their uncles and aunts and cousins. And they're halfway home, and they, and they find out uh, Jesus isn't with them. It's like Mary had a Kevin moment from Home Alone. Kevin! And uh, she's like, Jesus! And she's looking everywhere. She can't find Jesus. So they go back to Jerusalem, and they're looking everywhere, and then they walk into the temple. Now, get a hold of this. Jesus is 12. He's teaching the greatest religious scholars in Israel, and he's blowing their minds with his understanding of the scriptures. And then Mary comes up to him. You know what a mother would do, a father would do? What did you do? You had me worried sick. And Jesus said, didn't you know I'd be about my father's business? So then he goes home with them. And, and th that's where this scripture comes in. This is the scripture when he goes home. And it says... Uh, in, in Luke 2, 51 and 2. Then he returned to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. And his mother stored all these things in her heart. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and favor with God and all the people. Now, I just want you to notice the creator of the universe in a human body was obedient to his parents. Can you, think, can you imagine that? I mean, just think if Mary said, Jesus... I want you to take the garbage out. Jesus could have said, in my father's house, the angels take the garbage out, mom. Isn't that right? Jesus, I want you to fix your bed. The Messiah doesn't do beds, mom. I'm not going to fix the bed. How about this one? Jesus, I want you home at 11. And Jesus says, listen, mom, I created time. I stand above time. And I'll just come home whenever I want. Time doesn't matter to me. He could have, I mean, he's submitting and obeying imperfect parents. I think that's absolutely amazing, and he's showing us this is important that we honor our parents. Do you know when Jesus was saving the entire world, you know, God turned his back on him. He's hanging on the cross. He's having the sins of the entire world, you know, placed on him. That right in that moment, pretty big moment, right? He stops and he says to his mom, he says, Mom, John's your son. He looks at John, his closest friend, and he says, John, this is your mom. And he so honored his mom that in the toughest moment of his life, dying for the sins of the entire world, remember they didn't have social security at that time, he looked at John and he says, I want you to take her in like she's your own mom. Jesus understood honor. He understood it as a child. He understood it as an adult. And as I've taught this today, I'm sure God's spoken things to you. 
And I had one person come up to me after first service, and I'm so glad she did. She said, you know, I never knew my parents. I was raised by my grandparents. My parents just gave me to the grandparents. Uh, to their, you know, so she said, I was, she said, so should I honor my grandparents? I said, absolutely. Whoever raised you is, is who you honor. That's the person you give great honor to. And uh, so with that being said, can we, can we close our eyes, bow our heads, have a moment before God? Lord, I have done my best to teach this part of the Bible. And as I said in the beginning, uh, for some, this is simple. It's easy. And for others, this is a really difficult message. Lord, I tried to cover every, every part of it. Whatever I missed, I thank you for covering that with the help of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, every one of us here, we, we bow our hearts to you. And we ask you to help us grow in this area if we need help. Father, for some, their parents are no longer here. I thank you for helping them write a letter of closure this week and just bringing closure to this situation and releasing forgiveness if needed. And Lord, for all of us, thank you for this commandment. Thank you for helping us understand it better today. And thank you for helping us go to the next level with it, Lord. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Guys, just stay in that attitude of prayer. And if you're here today and you're not sure of your forever, your eternity, I want to give you a chance to connect with God for the first time at that level. It's an incredible, incredible thing. You know, Jesus died for our sins. And the Bible declares that he was buried. He spent three days, three nights in the heart of the earth. Then God raised him up. And, you know, Jesus said, whoever calls on my name, I'll save him. He said, whoever believes in me, I'll give them eternal life. The Bible teaches us we can't work our way to heaven. We simply give our hearts to Jesus. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you're here and you say, I can't remember a time in my life when I made it personal. I'm not talking about maybe rote prayers that you prayed in church, but when you from your heart said, Jesus, I want to make it personal between you and I. If you're here and that's you and you say, Pastor Joe, I believe it. My heart's touched. I want to receive Jesus. Would you pray with me right now? Everyone else in the room, would you, would you help them pray? And just say this after me. Lord God, I realize I'm a sinner. I repent for all my sins. And this day, I give my heart to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you died for me. You're alive. And today, I receive you as Savior. And I make you Lord of my life. Amen. Thank you for listening to the BC Podcast. Follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram to stay updated, inspired, and encouraged.